live from my man cave in Chesapeake, Virginia, this is MLS Gone Wild. I'm your host, Blake, here to bring you the latest news, rumors, opinions, analytics, interviews, and all things MLS and American soccer. Let's get it going. Hello and welcome to MLS Gone Wild Season 5, Episode 3. This is your host, Blake. On this week's episode of MLS Gone Wild, I'm joined by the 2021 New England Revolution Academy Player of the Year, the eighth homegrown player to sign professionally for the Revs, and MLS Team of the Week honoree for his recent performance versus Charlotte FC by way of Arlington, Massachusetts, one of the brightest young stars in all of MLS, New England Revolution's 17-year-old box-to-box midfielder, Noel Buck. Noel, welcome to MLS Gone Wild. Happy to be here. We just talked about it pre-podcast. I almost called you Noel. I almost butchered it right off the jump. <laughs> well, good thing. Good thing that I was corrected. Yeah. All right. So it's buck season, baby. So let's kick this episode off with some rapid fire questions to get to know you off the pitch. Noel, are you ready? Always ready. All right. So I know you just got off the long flight from LA. So which do you prefer, window seat or aisle seat? Window. Okay. Perfect. Got to have those views. Got to. Who's your aisle buddy? Nobody you got the whole road yourself can stretch out, get comfy. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So if just one song played every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what would be that song? Jeez. What a question. Uh, probably have to be shake it off at this point. Oh, come on. Not that one. All right. So that's, you've already, you've already come out and yeah. said that's not going to be your goal celebration this no. year. Correct. No. It's not, all, right. It's not. all right. Have you told anybody? Would you be willing to tell the people on the MLS Gone Wild podcast? Maybe, maybe later. Maybe, maybe I will. Okay. Well, let me just drop a little suggestion for you here. We're going to get pretty animated. Okay. Have you heard yeah. the song Nuck If You Buck by Crime Mob? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So just imagine scoring a goal. Nuck If You Buck blares from the Gillette Stadium speakers. The crowd's going buck wild. Okay. I'm really running with this one. You run oh, yeah. to the corner to meet your boys in their reindeer costumes, right? With your hands yeah. on your head, with 10 fingers up, looking like a 10-point buck, screaming buck, yeah. That's big buck energy, man. That is big buck energy. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of organizing to go into that. Yeah, no, but it's, that's perfect, man. If you did that, crowd would go crazy. Buck wild, oh. they would say. Hey, they, they go buck wild. So that's not the song either? Knock if you buck? Nope. Man, that would be such a good one. It'd be electric, dude. Yeah, I gotta pick. I gotta pick a song that I, I like. You know what I mean? Like, what okay. am I? Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to. It. You got to score I, soon. I guarantee nobody will guess it. <laughs> hopefully, th- hopefully this weekend we'll all find out. Oh, hopefully, yeah. But it's completely, it's completely different. Taylor Swift? Nowhere, no, no, Taylor. Near, nowhere near Taylor Swift. Wow. All right, I'm looking forward to that. I won't push you any further on that one. So I know the Revs social media team loves a good riddle. So I have one for you. Every time you guys come out at, to the training pitch, you guys have one. You ready? Yeah. And you guys might've done this one already. Not sure. What has a head and a tail? Coin. Nope. All right. Did you guys do that one already? <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, I actually got that one. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, well, well done. Okay. We'll keep it moving. Favorite Revs player of all time and your favorite Boston professional athlete of all time. It's got to be favorite Rose players for Shari. Okay. Shari Joseph. You know, I've known him, known him for a while when he's back coaching. Favorite Boston based athlete? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, you a Celtics guy, Red Sox guy? No, I don't really follow much basketball or baseball oh. or football, really. Like, 
Patriots? No, not even. Just a big soccer guy. Big soccer guy. I tunnel, love the, tunnel vision on soccer. I love that. I love the Premier League. That's my that's what I go to watch. You're a Chelsea fan, right? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm an Arsenal fan. Opposite Ooh. sides here. That's all right. We'll keep it moving here. Okay. Best <laughs> non-soccer related skill. Oh, piano. Piano. Interesting. Yeah. What what can you play? I Something play, I know. I can play Interstellar. Like you know the theme song. Mm-hmm. Play okay. that. Okay. And a few other bits and pieces. That's cool. A lot of people are like, uh, golf, stuff like that. Never had anybody say piano. I can play of, golf. No- I'm quite I'm quite good at golf. Okay. No, that's 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 a pretty yeah, cool yeah, skill yeah. to have. That's a cool skill to have. All right. So you just kicked off your first full season as a pro while wrapping up your final semester as a high school student. Other mm-hmm. than playing piano, what do you like to do in your free time? A lot of video games. Play a lot. You know, I like to I like to play chess. And I don't know. I like doing, I am perfectly content doing absolutely nothing. Like sitting in my bed, just like passing time. Chess, piano, you're an intellect, man. Uh, What video games do you like to play? Big, uh, big Rocket League guy. Okay. I'm quite good at that. I like Fortnite, obviously. Yeah. Like I play a load of games, new Harry Potter game out, Hogwarts. Mm. Yeah. My boys play that. They love that one. It's class. It's class. It's a very good game. All right, so we, we, we brought up school. Uh, how have you been able to, and has it been difficult to balance that, soccer and your social life in your senior year? Oh, that's awful. Yeah. It's, it's, always, it's always rough coming home after training and having to sit down and do, do some math. But, you know, you gotta, I, got, I got like a couple more months left. I just got to get, get through it. When's graduation? I think sometime in May. In middle of name, my guess. Okay. So, uh, if you were to write your own autobiography, what would you title it and why? Like, would it be at like the end of my career or like right now? We'll go with right now. Right now? Oh, the young buck. The young buck. Uh, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's pretty self-explanatory, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And because yeah, it is self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, what sort of attributes does a buck have that that you also have? What what characteristics? Like characteristics. God, what, what are characteristics of a buck? Dude, I don't know. Maybe like a like bucks are pretty big, aren't they? Yeah. Like, yeah, I said pretty big, like not just physically, but like just like presence wise. Mm. I feel I think I'm big that okay. way. Yeah, the ten point buck that I that I referred to earlier. Yeah, that's that's your goal celebration. I'm telling you, that's the one you need to do it. Just like that. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh yeah, I'm pulling that out. That's the, that's my next one. Okay, I love that. Did oh, you think? It, yeah, that's perfect. I never thought of that. That's a great celebration, actually. I I just came up with that. Yeah, I'll, it's all you. Wow! Wow! No, nobody's ever told me that. Nothing. Nobody. Nobody. You're lying to me. I'm not. I'm not lying. Okay, well, you heard it here first, folks. The next yeah. time Noel Buck scores a goal, the celebration is brought to you by MLS Gone Wild, the 10-point buck. <laughs> this is ridiculous. All right, before we get into your journey that has seen you progress quickly through the Revs Academy to the first team, let's take it back to where it all started for you, Noel. Why soccer? What made you fall in love with the beautiful game? Well, my dad is a big, big soccer guy. You know, he's from England. He's 
he's grew up with it. He's lived it his whole life. So, I mean, it was self-explanatory to him that like he wanted me to play and getting into it when I was really young, I'd, I'd go up to my, uh, my older brother's practices and join in. And so that's how I really got into it and how I got into a team really. Okay. That was actually going to be my, my follow-up question was about your older brother, Joe, who's currently, he's going into his junior season at Georgetown, correct? Yeah. Yeah. What's your relationship like with them now? You guys are in two different places, two different phases of your career. So what's that relationship like? And how did you two ultimately help each other get to the levels you're at now? I mean, we have a, we have a great relationship. You know, we talk a lot about anything, anything that really not even matters, like just anything really. Um, yeah, you know, growing up, it was a big help. He was a massive help for me because he gave me the opportunity to play, play up and play against guys who are two, two, three years older than me. And because of like, because of that, that's basically how I made it here today. Like without that, I wouldn't be and have the skills that I have now. So he was a massive influence on me, like not just with soccer, but in everything. That's really cool. I've, you know, I talked to the Aronson brothers from Philly and, you know, they were telling me stories about when they were kicking it in the basement and in the backyard and just that competitive nature between them. I figured that was kind of similar to you and your brother as well. Yeah. We fought a few times. Who, who won? Mostly him. Okay. I mean, you were three years younger. Yeah. I was like, when we were young, I'd, he'd, he'd slap me and then I'd go run to my parents. <laughs> So after joining the Revolution Academy at the age of 12, you went on to make 66 appearances at the youth level before signing your first professional contract just four years later for Revs 2 at the age of 16. During your time with the 15s and 17s, we talked about this guy earlier, you were lucky enough to be coached by former Revs legend Shaori Joseph before you both made the move at the same time, basically, to the first team in 2022. Talk to me about how the Revs Academy and Shaori specifically helped you develop both mentally and physically into a pro-ready player at the age of 17. Well, when I first joined the Academy, I was playing up. And my first two years, I didn't really play much, to be honest. Like, it was it was a struggle to get in and get minutes, really, at like U14, U15 level when I was, when I was a year younger than them. And going through the years... Like I'd get more and more and I got better and better. And right before I signed to the first team, I played a tournament down in Dallas and Shari, Shari was the coach there. And I, that was that tournament, I think was a bit of a tipping point. It made me realize, you know, maybe I can, I think I'm pretty good. Like, and he's like, he obviously knows a lot. He, like, you know, he's still, he's, he's a great coach now. Someone easy to talk to, someone easy to, who, who knows what he's talking about really like tactically and just about the game. So he's obviously a, a great mentor and a great person to have. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that tournament down in Dallas, you kind of started to realize then, was that the first time you realized that, you know, I could be a professional athlete? Well, that year I had been playing with Revs two a lot. Right. And yes, I'm for, for the second team that year as a whole, you know, going into, because I'd been with the second team the whole year, you know, playing a lot of games and playing a lot of games against older guys is difficult, right? Like, especially me being a 16 year old, 15, 16, it was, it's difficult. And it's sometimes easy to get down on yourself when you sort of get pushed around a little bit. And I think that tournament 
playing against people my own age really you know helped me like because I was like oh I'm still I'm still good I'm still still a good player like there's attributes I have that I can that work on this level but I need to figure out how to translate them to the next level yeah, you're playing up, obviously helped you. You've been playing with those guys that are bigger, faster, stronger. They're more developed than you. And then you go back and you play against the guys that are younger than your, your age. And it's mm-hmm. it's far easier. So you kind of have that to compare to. Uh, let's go back to Shaw Ree really quick. Is there any sort of lessons or anything that he's taught you along the way, both in your time with um, the academy or with the first team now that he's taught you that really stands out? Just being, being rough, I think, is a big thing, especially defensively, just being – just be mean, like not being not being afraid to get close to somebody, making contact and really getting into them. And I think that's a very important skill that you need to have in the game, especially because you got to set the tone and to win the ball. Like you can't really not get close. You have to be fearless and be ready to be willing to take a couple of bruises in order to get the ball. Yeah, he was a physical force in the midfield for the Revs, one of the best box-to-box midfielders in MLS history. And having him as your mentor and coach, I'm sure that that's going to go a long ways for you as well. You're doing really well defensively this year. We'll get into those stats in a little bit. But let's go back to that day that you signed your homegrown contract, June 18th, 2022, from the Academy to Revs 2 to now MLS. What does it mean to you to represent your boyhood club at the highest level, less than 40 miles from where you grew up? Well, I, I guess it's pretty cool. You know, it's always, you know, it's you grow up around here and that's the team that's around, you know, you know, you get your, you win a tournament and you win Revs tickets. Like, it's like that kind of thing. There's always there and it's just a 40 minute drive away. And to actually be playing on the team is actually sometimes hard to believe that I'm, that I'm playing for them right now. So it's like, it's a dream come true and it's always it's yeah it's pretty cool yeah that's that's really cool man so following your rookie season in which you played just 291 minutes across three starts and seven appearances you've already started each of the first three games of the 2023 season how important was it to get a full preseason under your belt with the first team and which aspects of your game did you improve upon most heading into your first full season with the revs well last year it's it was a difficult year and Total, you know, first year, rookie year is never, never easy because you're getting used to a new group of people, a new group of players, new play styles, all this, this new experiences. And it's always difficult to play first year. You know, at the end, I think it took me the whole year to even get on the field. And, and, and let's let's not forget the fact here. You're 17 years old, dude. <laughs> you got your whole career ahead of you. Like, that's crazy. Not a lot of players are like, yeah, I broke in at 17. Yeah, that's a decent, decent stuff to have. Yeah, but you know, it's like coming in this year and I knew in this especially in this preseason, I knew what to expect. You know, I prepared for it in an off season. I I knew what to expect and knew what I had to do in order to hit the ground running. So it's okay, I was ready this year, basically. What did you improve upon most in the off season or coming into this this first full season with the Revs? Uh I well, it's my size, you know lifting heavier weights really getting bigger especially to play in this league you got to be got to be a proper athlete got to be a buck you got to be a buck exactly and you know it's a lot of lifting a lot of and just touches and 
the what the off season did for me specifically was it gave me a little chance to rest. You know, it was a long, it's long season, and especially towards the end, I was feeling a bit tired. You know, my legs weren't working, my mind wasn't working as well, all that kind of stuff. And it was great to have a uh, time just to reset and really get my mind right before going into preseason. Okay. Rest, recovery, and a little bit of strength training. Yeah. What's your, I'm a big lifting guy. What's like your favorite exercise in the gym? Oh, deadlift probably. Okay. That's a good one. Are you pulling a lot of weight? Not during the season, but I, I think I, I think I can. Hey, yeah. I bet you can too, man. All right, so through the first three games of the season, you ranked top five. We talked about those those numbers earlier. Top five amongst all Revs players in progressive passes, tackles one, interceptions, and a number of other advanced stats. At just 17 years old, you're pulling the strings in the middle of the park for Bruce Arena. Noel, describe your style of play and how your role within the Revs system has allowed you to perform as one of the top young talents in the league over the first three weeks. Well, what I think I do very well is be consistent. Like I think I am able to do, able to be trusted to do a job and, you know, I can cover a lot of ground, you know, and I'm reliable. And I think that's the most important thing, especially at my age or as a young player to get on the field, you have to be reliable defensively and you have to be reliable offensively. You can't lose the ball stupidly and you got to be in good positions. And I think I've done that really well in these three games. For sure. So you kind of describe your your reliability and and, and your work rate and, and your ground coverage. What's your style of play? Like when you're on the ball, what do you like to do? What are your strengths on the ball? You know, I think I can I think I can shoot. If I get a chance to top of the box, I think I'm I'm hitting it. I'm striking it well. You know, I what I haven't done in these three games is what I think I can do more is just impact the game. You know, I usually think I can be a creative player forward, you know, I can make things happen. And, you know, as I get more comfortable playing the MLS, I'll keep doing more of that and show what I can do. Right. So Bruce has rolled out the 4-2-3-1 and the 4-4-2 diamonds over the first three weeks. Obviously, those formations are flexible. Uh, how does your role differ as the center midfielder in those two tactical setups? Or does it differ? They're pretty similar. You know, 4-4-2 usually has me running a bit more. And but that's fine. You know, I can run. Uh, but they're they're pretty similar, you know. I get the ball in similar positions. I think the four four two allows me to go higher, which is which is helpful. But overall, they're pretty similar. So so you're in the midfield with some MLS vets, man. Matt Polster, Latif Blessing, Carlos Hill. How do those guys make your job easier in there? You know, I think especially Matt Polster. I think he's. I really think he's a fantastic player. He's very easy to play with. You know, he's reliable. He's He's very good at the job he does, moves the ball well, tackles well, intercepts the ball. Having him there is very, very helpful, really. And with especially with Latif coming in, you know, he's a new, newer player. I know I get along with him really well, and I think he's a great player. You know, he does a similar job to Matt, but different style. And obviously, Carlos, you know, he's he's Carlos. He's a he's I can't even describe him. He just does some things that you're just like wow and it's always always great to have him on the team because he's a not only a fantastic player but he's a great guy yeah I can't imagine being a 17 year old kid in a in a central midfield locker room with those guys and just the stuff that you can pull and pick from their minds they've been around the league they've been around the world 
some of the best midfielders in MLS. So you're in good company there. But let's discuss that LAFC loss just real quick. Uh, 4-0 loss in LA late Sunday night. Uh, what guy, What can you guys take away from that game? Well, they were the better team. End of the day, you know, they capitalized on our mistakes. And it's a good game to look on to improve. You know, it's, it's obviously very difficult to play away at LAFC, you know, defending champs, great team. And we can we can improve. You know, there's a lot to pick from that game. And I think we can and we will improve as the season goes on. And it was daylight savings time. So, like, it threw you guys off a little bit there as well, right? Yeah, a lot of things going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so three games, three starts. You're off to a fast start. What are your goals for the rest of the season? As I said before, I'd love to impact the game more. You know, that's a little personal goal of mine. It's not just be a – not just do my job, but do more. You know, you can't be a great – like, I want to be a great player, not just a good player. And throughout the season, you know, I want to – consistently get minutes you know there's guys in, that are injured right now which allowed me to get some get some starts and as they come back you know time will be more limited but I want to make the most with what I can get and I hope I can keep getting good minutes this year cool keep working keep being consistent keep being Mr. Reliable do you have any closing thoughts for the Revolution fans that have taken time to listen to this interview we'll see you this weekend and hopefully we'll get a win now we will get a win we'll bring it We'll bring the fight this time. Not this time. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, you guys are actually taking on a Nashville team that has not given up a goal in the first three weeks. Have you uh, guys Nashville. started game planning for that, or will that be later on in the week? Later on in the week, you know, Nashville a great team defensively, but, you know, we could beat them. I agree, man. I agree. Well, Noel, yeah. thanks for hopping on MLS Gone Wild, man. Of course. Had a great time. Of course, man. Best of luck this weekend. Best of luck going forward. And I look forward to continuing to watch you kill it for Bruce Arena and the New England Revolution. Appreciate it. Listeners, thanks for tuning into MLS Gone Wild Season 5, Episode 3, featuring New England Revolution homegrown midfielder Noel Buck. Tune in this Saturday as Buck and the Revs look to bounce back from their loss to L.A. as they return home to square off against Nashville SC. Enjoy all the action that MLS Match Week 4 has to offer, and remember the name, Noel Buck. <laughs>